you know, they're breaking some of the rules of what quote unquote gallery or museum art is or should be taking it out of the white wall velvet ropes needing tickets and needing to understand the rules of a museum or gallery it's taking it totally out of that context and putting it in an old bowling alley in santa fe or putting it in this outlet mall in north texas hello and welcome to art restart where we explore how artists are reinventing their fields and building a new landscape for the arts i'm pierre carlo talenti the producer and editor of this podcast a production of the Thomas S. Keenan Institute for the Arts at the University of North Carolina School of the Arts. In this episode, we'll be speaking with three Texas-based artists, composer and sound designer Quentin Gray, graphic designer and muralist Will Heron, and painter and muralist Katie Murray. All three contributed their talents to The Real Unreal, the latest installation by artist collective juggernaut Meow Wolf. Now, in case you don't know about Meow Wolf, believe me, I don't think I'm hyperbolizing by calling it a juggernaut. (laughs) Meow Wolf was founded as a scrappy art collective in 2008 by a group of Santa Fe-based artists looking to show their work outside of the traditional art ecosystem. Eight years later, the collective created its first permanent exhibition in Santa Fe, when famed author George R.R. R. Martin, yeah, that George R.R. R. Martin, pledged $2.7 million to purchase an abandoned bowling alley. Meow Wolf titled the installation House of Eternal Return, and I'm sure no one was more surprised than they when it became a gigantic hit. The surreal, immersive, semi-narrative, multi-artist, multimedia, multi-room experience. Just so you know, I, I even the artists I interviewed confirmed it's kind of impossible to describe a Meow Wolf experience, so just bear with me. In any case, House of Eternal Return quickly garnered many fans and repeat visitors and continues to do so seven years later. Since that success, Meow Wolf has opened several more gigantic installations, two in Las Vegas, one in Denver, and as of July 2023, one in the Dallas suburb of Grapevine, Texas, titled The Real Unreal. Meow Wolf continues to be artist-run and employs artists both in their headquarters in Santa Fe and also in the communities where they install their new exhibits. Which is why I really wanted to talk to some artists who were deeply involved in the most recent Meow Wolf creation. I wanted to find out how this company works with local artists when it sets up shop in a new location, and and to learn what impact it has on the existing artistic community. Quinton spoke to me from his home in Dallas, Will from Austin, and Katie from Fort Worth. I started by asking them to just describe their individual contributions to the exhibit, The Real Unreal. Yeah, so I can start. Um, this is Will. I'm the artist liaison for Meow Wolf Grapevine. Uh, so I'm a local artist here in North Texas, and I was hired by Meow Wolf back in spring of 2022 just to act as a, a liaison between the creative community that already exists here and then Meow Wolf, which is a Santa Fe-based company building their fourth permanent exhibit uh, here in our region. So working with all these amazing artists, sound artists, visual artists to to help make the exhibit real. And they offered me this role because of the community work I do 
Um, you know, I run a mural festival here in West Dallas, and I do a lot of curatorial work besides my own personal art practice of muraling. And yeah, they hired me on just to to act as this liaison as someone who's, you know, embedded in the creative community already in this region. And a lot of the work was just helping be that middleman, boots on the ground, cowboy boots, I guess, since we're in Texas, but being <laughs> the boots on the ground here for uh, the company that's not based in Texas. Okay. And Katie, what was your contribution to this installation? So Han first emailed me, I think around the same time in 2022, although it feels so much longer ago, as somebody to source some of the artists locally. Um, I have a local non art nonprofit and was asked to kind of put together a spreadsheet of local artists to contribute um, with the hope and intention of possibly getting to paint a room myself, which is what I did get to end up doing. Oh, so that was not that was not the original contract. Right, right. It oh, was, I see. It was, okay. Uh-huh. Starting starting with the sourcing and then getting lucky enough to paint. And so would you describe the room that you painted? Sure. I am upstairs just off of the forest. Well, you'll have to correct me because I don't know that I will remember any of the names correctly geographically within Meow Wolf, but it is a figurative piece of local entrepreneurs and some of my friends from Fort Worth. So it's kind of a portraits as an ode to my friends and family and patrons and entrepreneurs of Fort Worth. Quentin, could you describe your work on this project? Yes, I was hired to be a sound artist and composer for the exhibit. The music I created was like very heavily tied to the storyline. Could you describe what that means? Yes. So Han reached out to me about composing uh, jazz music. You know. By the way, I should say, Ham, who's Ham? Yeah, so Han is the director of artist collaboration. So she's my boss. Um, I she see. helped. She's our curator for the whole company of artists we work with. Gotcha. Thank you. Sorry. Okay. So Han reached out to you. Yes, on Instagram actually. <laughs> I was like, I didn't really know much. Honestly, I didn't know much about Meow Wolf at the time, um, other than some friends of mine who had been to the Santa Fe location. But the music I created for the Dallas location is um, it's a compilation of jazz music throughout different decades from the 60s to the 90s. And I did about 12 songs or so for the exhibit. So 12 original pieces? 12 original pieces, yes. Wow. All live band, all live musicians um, playing on And each piece representing a different era in jazz history? Yeah, along those lines, about eight eight of the pieces are grouped together in like a jazz fusion, 80s, 90s era. And four of the pieces are more like 60s, 70s jazz quartet, jazz quintet. What strikes me about Meow Wolf is that it's not based in LA or New York or Miami. It's based, in this case, in north of Dallas. And it ends up hiring a ton of local artists, which I love that. So I'm wondering about what the company's process is. I think we've already started talking about this, about identifying and hiring the local artists. And how can you make sure you don't in some way upset the artistic ecosystem that's there? You know, leave out crucial people. How do you make sure that the company remains respectful of the artists who've already made a living there? Yeah, I can jump in here. This is Will. I think Meow Wolf is 
huge about collaborating with local artists, as you've already mentioned. And uh, it's definitely part of the ethos as the company as a whole. So Grapevine is the fourth location. We have Santa Fe's the first, uh, Denver and Vegas are the second and third. Um, and then we have, you know, North Texas being the fourth and Houston coming up next year. And I think a big part of that for them is not coming into a region or a creative community without doing their research and without knowing exactly what they're coming into. Uh, it's why they hire people like me. It's why they hire, you know, consultants uh, like Katie back in 2022, um, you know, talking to the artist community, the theater community, the sound community about what's going on in that region before they even start to dream up who they want to work with. Um, and then after doing all that research, it's really about identifying who are the the artists they hope to work with that have the the vision, the aesthetic that matches with Meow Wolf, and then figuring out how they can, uh, you know, provide opportunities to those different types of artists to be a part of the exhibit. So it's very intentional. It's a it's a long years long process of this research. Um, I think they've been working on the, the North Texas project since about 2018. So really investing in, in research, we have a database of Texas artists they've been working on that's five, 600 artists deep throughout the state of who they could have possibly worked with. So really being intentional about their research and, and who they're wanting to connect with before ever even starting construction or signing a lease on any building. So Quentin, given that you created an entire soundscape for this piece, can you describe how the process of getting kind of the commission, what what were the guidelines you were given, how much uh, how much pushback you could give, just the whole process of how long it took you to create what you created and what the feedback mechanisms were. They actually gave me a lot of freedom to absorb the storyline after they let me know more about the storyline. And and the storyline, when uh, this might be a question for Will, was the storyline already in place before you were hired? Correct. Storyline is almost one of the first things we do for any of our exhibits. Um, so they they started, they have a writer named LaShawn Wanick that we've worked with since 2018 to write the baseline story of uh, of the family that lives in the house in our exhibit. And that's the the starting point for, I think, everything in the exhibit. So do any of the local artists, let's say, in, or in and around Grapevine, do they have any say in the direction of the story? They do not. I see. Okay. That's all done internally. So we and, uh, throughout the exhibit, uh, we'll keep talking about it, but there's about half of the exhibit, I would say, is made by Santa Fe creatives, and the other half is made by these local collaborators. So that's oh, okay. how we kind of balance out art from the region versus art from, you know, Santa Fe and the, the internal company. Okay, great. We will come back to that. Okay, sorry. Quinton, back to you then. So yeah, I actually, yeah, LaShawn created an amazing storyline. So as I read the story and got immersed into it, I had pretty much, pretty much freedom to just, you know, create what I heard and create what I felt and create what the storyline inspired me to write. So, yeah, there was feedback as well. So I would send in stuff and they'd be like, maybe maybe a ballad, maybe this, maybe that. And I'd be like, OK, and I send in something else. But at the same time, it was like pretty it worked pretty well. So just us just you know, collaborating uh, back and forth. And yeah, they, they kind of just let me let me create whatever I wanted. It was a definitely amazing experience just working with a company that I felt and feel like works with artists and know that they really um, value artists. And so I never felt any kind of negative pushback. It was all positive. 
And then Katie, could you talk about your the moment you were able you were you were given the go ahead to paint the room and what that process was like? Yeah, even though I knew about Meow Wolf, I mean I've known about them for a while and I've always wanted to visit and just never have. And so when Han did send me that email, I, I truly thought it was spam. Like I thought somebody was faking me out, like I'd won the lottery and hey, guess what? It's Meow Wolf. And I'm like, no way. But because I had never been to a Meow Wolf, my original proposal was, you know, after experiencing both Denver and Santa Fe now, I would describe my original proposal as a little stiff, just not as playful and fun as it ended up being for the final draft. But what was great is we had so many phone calls and Zoom meetings to, you know, collaborate a little better with the vibe of Meow Wolf. They were able to help me out and kind of express very kindly and helpfully how to not recreate, but just kind of change up my design so that it fit aesthetically a little bit better. Katie's one of our Fort Worth superstars. So we have mm-hmm. representation, I think, of all the cities and all the state uh, of the entire state uh, and artists kind of representing different parts of Texas. But Katie is kind of one of our two Fort Worth. I won't call you a celebrity, but celebrity. Uh, <laughs> so being able to just being able to like show off what Fort Worth art is and especially the 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 subject matter being Fort Worth people. Um, I think it's really important that people drive into Grapevine from Fort Worth, see parts of themselves in the exhibit. And Katie definitely offered that with her room. Uh, well, I want to go back to what you were saying that half half of the exhibit is actually, is it built or planned in Santa Fe? So a lot of the exhibit is built and parts of it are built in Santa Fe and then shipped over to the site. We have Rooms that are built by many hands that we call like anchor spaces. So you've heard Katie talk about the forest um, or we have an alleyway or the house in the front. Quinton designed the the sound for the house in the front. A lot of these anchor spaces are built by many hands from the artists in Santa Fe versus the other half of the rooms are these smaller or different sized flex spaces. And these are where like one artist controls the whole space, mural, sculpture sound design, light design, everything in between. Um, So that helps divvy up how that 50-50 is between like the Santa Fe artists who again work for the company and and their job is to work in Santa Fe on on these art pieces. And then they come to Texas for six months to finish building out the exhibit with the Texans. And now, you know, those Santa Fe artists are moving on to Houston after this, while our local collaborators are getting back to their own studio practices here in North Texas. Quentin and Katie, I'm wondering, because you've probably both done work for hire, contract work. I'm wondering if you can talk about how this in any way felt different. This was a project that we had to, you know, we signed NDAs. We had to keep secret for almost a year. That was new for me to a certain extent. So that was number one. And then, you know, they, this is an artist-based collective. And I think it was a lot different working with people who kind of understand the process of making art and as opposed to, you know, a firm or corporate 
entity kind of hiring out. Although it's it's funny, as soon as you said you had to sign an NDA, suddenly it didn't sound like an artist collective anymore. <laughs> it sounded like a corporation. <laughs> uh, I know, I know. They're they're. It's. I'm always impressed when artists can also be professional business people. Um, something that I work on very hard, but. No, I think it was just kind of a fun environment, too. I mean, the people that you get to talk to um, and collaborate with and work around when you're on site, it was it was just fun, you know, and visually stimulating. Quentin? Yeah, I, I completely agree. I think from the beginning, it, it felt like, you know, you were doing business with somebody who valued the art that you can create, you know, and valued your you know, valued your art as much as you did. And it was kind of like, wow, usually as a writer or as a, a musician and artist, you know, we get uh, bad business deals all the time as far as recording contracts and different things. So it was just uh, refreshing to know that, you know, it was a it was business, but they were, you know, willing to listen to you, you know, and they valued the art that they wanted you to create. So, yeah, truly a different experience. Can you talk about how your art, how you think your art is being received by the audience in a way it hasn't been in other situations? Yeah, I think that, you know, because of the uh, big collaboration of artists that this exhibit is, everyone gets to pick and choose how they experience your art because they, you know, experience it while looking at something else or while, you know, it's just so many things going on that changed I think the way people can experience your art which is really cool for me to know that people everyone like even people are always asking me where's your music where's your music and I'm like you know it's throughout the house you know just check around you know but like if they don't check around they'll have a completely different experience than somebody who like really wants to find the music you know so Katie yeah I love that Quentin I that is such a great way to describe it and I don't know that I truly put it all together that way. Um, but it's true. I mean, you are getting to experience when you're in a room. I mean, some people have said they are overstimulated to a certain extent. It just kind of depends on who the person is, but yeah, you have the lighting effects and the music and the visual that you see. So I think for me, What's different is also the exposure. You know, this is a whole different group of people who may not have seen my work before because the audience is so broad, especially being in Grapevine Mills Mall. So it is it is a working it is in the working existing mall. Yeah. Wow. So do you sometimes get over like I was just shopping at Dillard's and hey, what's this about? Does that happen? Uh, absolutely. Or we're at the Lego store or we're at the food court. And what is this meow wolf thing? For sure. Grapevine Mills is kind of unique because it, it's more of an experiential mall anyways. And I have a feeling that's what mall life is just going to turn into because people aren't shopping in malls anymore. So there are a lot of experiential, other experiential places within Grapevine Mills that I think help root meow wolf. So it doesn't feel like it's floating because it's experiential in and of itself. Well, experiential feels so crucial to this. You've all talked about it. And especially now, I think uh, you always hear about, well, theaters are shutting down, for instance, because people can just be entertained passively at home watching streaming. 
So it feels like the future of art has to be in some way experiential and radically different from what you can experience alone in your living room. But I'm wondering if each one, because I like to talk about artists who are breaking the status quo and reinventing ways to bring their art to their audience. I'm wondering if each of you can talk about how you think Meow Wolf is breaking some rules. Definitely. I can jump in. I think the internet, I think Instagram has changed the way people see and experience art. And I think Meow Wolf is just providing a new setting to be able to experience immersive art, mural art, sound art, any of these different types of art in a new context. And I think, you know, they're breaking some of the rules of what quote unquote gallery or museum art is or should be taking it out of the white wall velvet ropes, needing tickets and needing to understand the rules of a museum or gallery. It's taking it totally out of that context and putting it in an old bowling alley in Santa Fe or putting it in this outlet mall in North Texas. It's giving the same caliber of art and creativity to the public, but in a different context and maybe a a more approachable context, especially for younger audiences. Quentin, what about you? Yeah, I think just like Will said, it's 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 fresh, you know, it's not stale, it's so vibrant. Just the experience alone, you know, it's like people walk walk by it and don't even you know, they have to like stop and wonder like what is that? You know, even if they don't know anything about it. It's kinda like just this and the experience itself, yeah, it's just <laughs> so so really, really awesome that it just you know, it's easy. It's easy to just like we said. It's easy to um, you don't need um, you know printed out tickets and you know all this stuff. You just show up and then you can experience the exhibit however you want. What's the entrance fee? It, there's a range. It, it ranges from I think twelve and under tickets are now like twenty bucks, um, all the way up to I think you can do an all day pass where you don't have to pick a specific time, and that's at like fifty bucks. So like twenty to fifty dollars. And Katie, what about you? What 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 rules do you think are being reinvented? Reinv- I mean, every rule. Every rule for a traditional art, from a traditional art standpoint. Because, you know, it's rare that you get to be in a space where you get to view 40 plus artists plus a whole collective showing their murals in one space that is permanent. That, you know, it's not going anywhere and can be revisited in air conditioning, which is so nice to have there, a Texas activity. And also, I think their care and attention to uh, the diversity of artists that they collected and are representing, it was very intentional and thoughtful, and I applaud them for that. I think that can be hard and is rare to find sometimes. I think people are attempting or saying that they are working on it, but I think Meow Wolf puts it in practice. How has your experience working on this shifted the way you're viewing your own career moving forward? Has Have there been any important lessons about your art or your career, the business side of things? What, what have you learned? Honestly, just the main thing is, you know, to be serious, you know, be serious about what you believe in and, you know, take yourself serious. You know, I love, love collaborating. It's one of my favorite things to do. And, 
this experience only has ignited me to want to continue collaborating and even more so continue to fight for what I believe in. Say more about that, which is what? I mean, more so really talking to artists about just believing in your intellectual property and your creativity and yourself and your mind and your value and trusting that, you know, the opportunity is enough validation. You know, the fact that you're here is enough validation. You don't have to constantly seek validation. Just continue to do the work. Love that, Quentin. Mm-hmm. Katie, what about you? I think for me, it kind of showed a higher level of art and project that I want to continue to stay with in terms of, I guess, the size and the just the importance to the work itself and to the artist, as Quentin was saying. I think it pushed me to maybe take more larger jobs and maybe less of the smaller ones, even though they're all important, but to kind of focus my energy towards projects as long as they're coming in of this size and caliber. And Will, what about you? Probably twofold for me, but one is specifically on my artwork. I think working with this company the last year and a half has really made me consider more installation-based work than maybe I previously have been making. Uh, A lot of my work is either mural work or 2D drawing and painting or sculpture. And I don't need to be or all the time. I can actually combine all of these realms together um, in my practice, which a lot of the Santa Fe artists have taught me. And then more in my artist liaison role, I just think uh, it only deepened my belief, as Quinton mentioned, in in collaboration and the power of collaboration um, and how when we can work together on a big project like a big immersive art exhibit. I think one of us rising up to the occasion is actually all of us rising up to the occasion where we're all elevating each other's standards and elevating each other's art by working together and bouncing ideas off each other and creating new stuff collaboratively that maybe we wouldn't have on our own in our studio by ourselves. And then I would like to talk about what you're working on, not necessarily with Meow Wolf. What what current or upcoming projects are you particularly excited about on each of your ends? I'm currently uh, doing a musical in Dallas uh, called Rocky Horror Show. Music directing this musical and we're right now in tech rehearsal and yeah, kind of dealing with a lot of different things, even with this show with legal laws happening as far as uh, drag and different things in Texas. But we are still putting on this production and I'm very excited about it. This is my first music director gig at this theater, which is a theater I've worked at many times, just not as a music director. So, yeah, that's pretty much what I'm doing right now for the next uh, two months. And... Then I've got, I'm um, working on my next solo album, which is all instrumental fusion, total about 12 tracks that are being mixed and mastered right now. Awesome. Will? Yeah, so staying busy. I uh, got a couple murals coming up here in Dallas over the next couple months. And that's just like personal art practice stuff. Have a group show at the end of the year um, at one of the galleries around town. And then... Uh, yeah, just Meow Wolf wise, there's always, always a thousand things to be moving forward with. So we're actually, uh, we have a learning center on site at Meow Wolf that we are finishing up 
currently the exhibit is open, but the learning center, we're still. Oh, so your work is not done with Meow Wolf. I am not. So I stay on board with the project. So I'm still staying on board with Meow Wolf and getting to be a a community connector. And yeah, we're. And so what is the learning center? So yeah, we're building out a learning center uh, that will be where we can have student groups and artist talks on site, um, just as like a 60 person capacity space outside but inside the exhibit um so yeah that's one of my current meow wolf things is we're working on the rfp for another local artist to become a collaborator with us and and paint up the learning center so it is a beautiful colorful mural space um for when the students start coming in january so the work is never done and then yeah we'll start upgrades in the next year and a half and there will always be things to be keeping people coming back to meow wolf god it makes me think of the student who experiences it and thinks, oh, wait, I can be this kind of artist, whereas she might have, might have never had that opening into that possibility before. 100%. I, uh, I was a public school art teacher for 10 years before my full art career. So uh, education and art education is definitely one of my pillars in life. So it's exciting to work for a company that also believes that. That's great. And Katie, what's on your plate? I have a whole list of murals that I need to start working on. I really want to. Oh, thank you. I really want to just take a vacation and a nap. (laughs) (laughs) This has been a busy year, but um, I'm thankful and grateful. If you'd like to learn more about Quentin, Will, and Katie, and read a longer version of this interview, just head to uncsa.edu slash artrestart. Our theme music is by Shanghai Restoration Project. I'm Piercarlo Talenti, and on behalf of the Thomas S. Keenan Institute for the Arts, thanks for listening. <laughs>